stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Oh, good afternoon. It's Zach sitting in once again for Rob Breckenridge today as we inch our way closer to a long weekend. That feels pretty good. Um, racing to make my salad as we get on the air. Food is going to be on the topic a list today. We're going to get to that one. A couple of other things you can look forward to uh, today. Swoop is headed down to the States. They've got some exciting new things and a couple of uh, new airplanes. I don't know if they're new or new to them. Can you buy a Boeing on Kijiji? Maybe. Well, they uh, they have a couple of um, they have a couple of um, I don't know how much a used airplane costs anyway. I'd be curious to find that out. They have a, a couple of destinations that they've announced uh, on there though is not Calgary, so we're going to try to find out how they can make that stuff happen and what is the difference between Edmonton and Calgary for doing business at the airport. That's interesting uh, to find out what the economics are like and why Swoop is doing it the way that they're doing it. So that's coming up for you a little bit. Remember the conversation we had a couple of days ago? It started off as we talked about sidewalks and whose responsibility was it to clear the sidewalks and how it is possible that um, that uh, the city needs to needs to, um, you know, take care of their sidewalks before they expect us to take care of our sidewalks and that kind of accountability thing. Out of that was a side conversation that was very short that was about construction. And we're going to take construction on today. We're going to open up later on. It's going to start roughly, I think it's going to be around 1.30. We're going to start talking about construction this afternoon. And we're going to talk about uh, the worst construction in the city, the best construction, who's doing a good job, who's doing a bad job. And we're hopefully going to find out whose responsibility it is because you and I are expected to slow down in construction zones. And I worked in construction. I drove a smooth drum and did, um, you know, shoveling and raking next to a paver one summer. And I have my very much own opinions about how people should slow down. But what happens when the signs are wrong? What happens which makes it unsafe? We're going to find out that stuff this afternoon. I hope as well as we dig into where do we go? A couple other quick notes. Apple, officially the most valuable public company ever worth over a trillion dollars. Google um, comes in second, I think. Microsoft, GE, Amazon, Exxon, Cisco, Intel, Berkshire Hathaway, Facebook, all of those are in the top 10. Air Canada postured to take over a, a hostile takeover of Aeroplan loyalty program. Uh, do you even use Aeroplan? Air Miles? Uh, what's the uh, world elite travel points? Um, yeah, so the hostile takeover just means that they're buying shares without permission. Well, not without permission. They can do that, but they're buying majority of control shares. Uh, that means that they can take over control from you. If you own 5%, they buy 6%. That's the biggest shareholder. That's how control happens in uh, in that world of public trading. So that'll be interesting to see what comes of that one and why they're doing it. Maybe they just don't agree. They're so invested in Aeroplan. They don't like where it's going. So like, okay, we got to pull the reins back here and turn this one into us. In other news, Calgary Flames placed uh, Troy Brower on unconditional waivers today with the intention of buying out the two years of his contract, saying thanks but no thanks. We'll see you later. So it'll be interesting. Um, he did win a Stanley Cup in 2010. And some other cities he played for, St. Louis and Washington. So they're shaking up their roster. That's the way that's going. You'll probably hear more about that one tonight. Uh, Jock Wilson on a sports show. It's 1238 now, and as we get our way to the long weekend, 
We're going to start our conversation this morning about food. And the conversation comes from a couple of things. There's a couple of stories online about food, uh, food handling, food quality. Mm, What's it supposed to be happening? And you see more and more diners with the open cook line where you can, you know, kind of old school diners where they're cooking right there on the line. And you can see the food preparation people, chefs, cooks, openly touching your food. Does not bother me. But it does bug me when I go into a fast food joint, fast casual food place where somebody puts on gloves. And they put gloves on and they, what kind of sandwich? Say, say for example, uh, it's just a sandwich shop. And you go in the sandwich shop and they, they put on their gloves. They used to be rubber gloves kind of. Now they're just like those big baggy plastic ones. And then they grab your bread and they cut your bread and they say, what kind of sandwich would you like? And you say this and that. And they put some stuff on it and they say, would you like it toasted? And you say, yes, please. And then they grab with the gloves on the flipper thing for the toaster and they slide it under your sandwich and then they put it in the toaster. Then they use the same glove to close the door. Beep, 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 beep on the buttons on the toaster thing. And then they toast your sandwich. When it's done, they grab the thing again, and they still have the same gloves on, pull your sandwich out, and then dig their hands into the lettuce or whatever and continue to make your sandwich. Do you tell them to stop? Do you say, no, uh, 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 change your gloves, please. Wash your hands, please. Touching money is kind of gross. I've seen, um, you know, that happen where it's walk up and punch in the total, punch in the sandwich, and then, you know, handle more stuff. What is proper? What are uh, the things that are supposed to happen with that? What do you do? We will take your calls on that, 974-8255. When do you say no to the food? What really gets you to the gross-out point where you just go, ah, no way? Because to me, it seems like food preparation people, especially in fast food, put those gloves on to keep their hands clean, not to keep my food clean. And it really grosses me out. It happened to me last night, and uh, this is where the conversation comes from. So I thought we'd start with a little bit of expert opinion on this so we understand what is supposed to happen, and then you can share your thoughts on what you like, what you don't like. Take it wherever you want to take it in regards to food. The only thing we're going to not do today is we're not going to mention any restaurant names, okay? We're not bashing restaurants. That's not that will be a, That'll be a no for today, but... Uh, share your story, and um, let's find out what it is. Joining us on the phone, Lynn Navratil is the Director of Environmental Public Health, Alberta Health Services. It sounds like a really big title. Helping us out. Good afternoon, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on and chatting with us today about food. Some different things have come about recently and some of the stories that we're sharing. I thought it would be really great to get somebody who knows the way that food is supposed to be handled to sort of reset um, this. And if you didn't hear the story, Lynn, uh, this comes out of me about gloves. That's where it starts for me about, you know, touching food, touching gloves and what are food preparation people supposed to do in regards to the safety of all that stuff. So what there must be some basics that everybody's supposed to follow in regards to food preparation and what those guidelines are. 
Sure. Well, when it comes to glove use, um, we definitely at AHS like to encourage best practice with the use of gloves. We certainly don't require gloves be used during food handling, but if uh, a facility chooses to use them, they want to use them properly. So the key to remember is it's very simple. If anything that would contaminate your hands also contaminates a pair of gloves. So if you change tasks, say you're making a sandwich and then you go and you answer a telephone or you touch other surfaces, you touch money, then those gloves are contaminated, need to be discarded, wash your hands, put on a new set of gloves. Um, Proper hygiene is very important in the food business to ensure um, that there's no cross-contamination onto foods like vegetables and ready-to-eat foods. What kind of consequences are there for me? Like when you go, we're not we're not tearing down any particular businesses here, so that's one of the uh, boundaries we've set for this conversation today. But when you go into a say a sandwich shop and they're making a sandwich and they throw that sandwich in the toaster oven, you see often the gloves are on and they make the sandwich. Then they grab the you know their flipper thing and then they grab the oven and they put it in the oven and push the buttons and go back to something else. Is that the kind of contamination stuff that you're speaking of? Um, Sure. I mean, that might not be one of the highest risk examples. We would certainly be more concerned if they were handling things that are um, definitely contaminated, like money or raw meat or that sort of thing. But between tasks, um, when a public health inspector goes into that facility, they would definitely educate that operator uh, about proper glove use. Uh, The same way they would educate them about hand hygiene in general. Um, and we would encourage proper practices and gloves to be used for a specific task um, and then discarded and, and proper hand hygiene happening between tasks. And are there any consequences for that? There's no hard black and white like laws, fines around that, is there? Um, there's not specific fines associated with um, particular items when it comes to food safety. Uh, like everything, we have uh, an escalating measure of um, the way we deal with food operators. So um, we start with education always. That's our, our prime focus is to educate operators about safe food handling. Um, but if there is a distinct lack of compliance, then we do have other options available to us um, from issuing a violation on it an inspection report um, right up to very severe actions like closures and prosecutions. Are those inspection reports the kinds of things that we can look up as consumers? Absolutely. On the Alberta Health Services website, you can go and you can look at restaurant inspections online and they will show you past violations on inspection reports. One of the things that comes to me is the, the how the, the use of gloves seems to be misunderstood by some you know, employees as I'm protecting my hands versus I'm protecting the food. And that's really where we came into this conversation about which way it goes. I, I'm I'm kind of surprised, I guess, that there's nothing wrapped around specifically on glove use. Is there any inside your rules of food preparation and, and Alberta Health Services? Do I have the right as a consumer to say, no, that's gross, please uh, fix that? Or is that even outlined in your end of your world? Or is that just up to me as a as a consumer? Yeah, there's nothing that outlines consumers' rights necessarily directly with, with our legislation, but as a, as a customer or consumer, uh, you absolutely have the right to, to make a comment. And in fact, I suggest that has a big impact on operators. If customers speak up and say, hey, would you mind washing your hands before, before you put together 
uh, my item, uh, my food item. Um, or I noticed that you handled money. Um, could you wash your hands? Or, you know, can you make me a new sandwich? Um, it's, never a, it's never a bad idea. And furthermore, we would definitely encourage um, customers that, that see uh, poor hand hygiene, uh, whether it's with or without glove use, um, to give Environmental Public Health a call and let us know and lodge a complaint. Uh, complaints are anonymous uh, with Alberta Health Services, and we would like to know about it so that we can go and educate that operator and investigate the incident. Absolutely remarkable. That's a learning curve for me. That's that's incredible. When you and your staff go out, this is totally a sidebar. When you go out, do you guys ever slide your business card, just accidentally leave it on the table when you go to a restaurant just to let everybody know? Uh, no, I no. can't say that we oh. <laughs> accidentally, we are open ab- about who we are, though. Sometimes customers do notice us in there because we are behind there conducting inspection activities. Um, and we want the public to know that we are out there doing inspections, educating operators and promoting food safety throughout the province. Uh, Lynn Navertel from the Alberta Health Services, Director of Environmental Public Health. Thank you for help us setting that standard. I appreciate that. Thanks again for having me. 974-8255-974-TALK. Uh, your text messages are coming in. Uh, again, the only thing we're doing here is not bashing a particular restaurant. What? It, where's your line? I think that the gloves should come off every time they touch something that's not food. And maybe I'm, am I a germaphobe? Maybe. All right, so here is uh, one text message. I draw the line at nose or mouth touching and possibly, possibly a wedgie pluck. How is it? (laughs) How is it your line is absolutely no mouth or nose touching? I get that part, but a wedgie pluck is only a possibility. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's pretty amazing. 974-8255, 974-TALK. Bill says, when you go to a high-end restaurant, do you really think the chef is wearing gloves? No, I don't, Bill. I really, I really don't think the chef is wearing gloves at all. I think the biggest thing that's uh, going on there, though, is typically at a high-end restaurant, you're talking about a certified, educated chef person. Not just sort of the fast food wear gloves. So it doesn't bother me so much in a high-end restaurant. Another separate text with cultures not eating pork or, or, or bovine because of uh, holy animals and their personal belief systems. My, uh, myself being a vegetarian, I can't stand it when they handle meat products, then handle veggies without changing gloves. Hey, that, that makes sense to me. I mean, if that's your belief system that you don't eat meat and then they're uh, tossing around some bologna and then they go and, uh, and touch your vegetables... I mean, that would upset me. Um, what do you do in that case? What's your solution? Do you ask them to wash the vegetables? Do you ask them to change the gloves? Do you, what do you do to find a solution in regards to some of the food stuffs? Protect the food from what? Do you know of any studies that there's increased risk of food poisoning with the lack of gloves? I don't have stats to support that there is food poisoning. I didn't say food poisoning. You did. I just said the cleanliness of food handling. There, there are some, you know, some boundaries like money, for example, as our expert did say uh, from environmental public health. As soon as that there's touching money that you're not supposed to touch food without washing your hands. 
Again, though, that is a, a proper practice, I think is what they say. Interesting stuff. We're going to continue. 974-8255. 974-TALK. What grosses you out? Where's your line? And what do you do? Do you say, nope, put it back. I don't want that one. We'll continue your thoughts about food preparation and what makes you not want to eat the food. 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.